A Weekend with Jason Dacey Replay from Money FM 89.3. Inspiring interviews and Singapore stories every weekend with me, Jason Dacey. I'm with Buntan, the Managing Director of CST Tax Advisor, someone that's been a regular contributor on Money FM to tell us some good advice about tax. This time we're going to dig a bit deeper into his personal life and uh, how Buntan moved from Australia to his mother's uh, home of Singapore uh, about three years ago. Bun, welcome back to Weekend Mornings. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for having me. Look, I really think it's an interesting story because uh, I think you said uh, off air that people think that you're Singaporean with the name Buntan, a very Hokkien name, until you open your mouth and you have that broad Australian <laughs> accent. Absolutely. You must surprise a few people here and there. I do. I, I remember when I started coming up doing uh, one week a month back in 2016 and meeting some uh, local providers, be it, you know, I had a meeting with Enterprise Singapore uh, at that stage and we were talking about some of the work we do. And uh, I sat down and, you know, met the two individuals from from Enterprise and, oh, you're not local. No, no, no. Oh, or, or, or the next question is, oh, how long since you've been out of Singapore? And it's uh, never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's it's, it really is intriguing. And we're going to talk about your story um, in a moment. But, you know, you're working here with uh, CST Tax Advisors. You're also representing Expat Land, which uh, connects uh, people arriving in Singapore with vendors so they can really get their lives in order in not just Singapore, but many cities around the world. Uh, just tell us firstly about exactly what CST Tax Advisors does here in Singapore? Yeah, so we're a specialist chartered accounting firm focused on international cross-border taxation issues. And we provide not only tax compliance, but also tax advisory services. So if expat global families, global employees, senior executives in large multinationals, for example, they all have unique tax, uh, tax issues that, you know, Arrive, leaving a country and coming into a new country, well, how does the tax work? What does it mean? And vice versa, locals looking to invest overseas. A big one we often talk about is an interest in purchasing Australian investment property. Okay, if I purchase investment property, what does that mean? You know, in Singapore, foreign income isn't taxed. So how? what's my tax implications in Australia? Capital gains tax, something that isn't you know, is not here in Singapore, mm. but is very much a part of life in taxation in Australia. So providing that level of advice and guidance, providing um, a perspective on what's the best way to structure the investment going forward, and then helping to implement and maintain structures and lodge tax returns, etc. Okay, so for both for Singaporeans and for expats. Absolutely. On the so going both ways. So as you said, we're able to, through the Expat Land Global Network, help people move around the world. We're in 17 cities at the moment, 22 by the end of the year. Um, and we're in cities as far away as Sydney, Auckland, Wellington and Nairobi. Wow. <laughs> well, Singapore is a lot more friendly probably than Nairobi to, yeah. for an expat. But, you know, you were born in, in Sydney in 1978. And really, in some ways, coming to Singapore has been a bit of like a homecoming because of your mother, who was actually a former national captain of the Singapore women's basketball team. And this is an interesting background. She's still alive. She's around 83 years old, lives back in Australia. But Singapore was a very important place for her and her development, wasn't it? Absolutely, yes. So mum, mum was actually born in Kotabaru in Malaysia. And Kotabaru, 
for the historians out there, of course, is one of the landing spots for, for Japan during the World War II. Mm. So she would have been, you know, probably about eight or nine at the time that that happened. Um, and she has, you know, vivid memories of, of what happened. And but by the time of when she was age 13, um, her parents uh, sent her to Singapore. So mum's one of five, um, two, two older sisters and an older brother who by the time she was 13 had, were already in Singapore. So all four of them were here studying high school. And what was Singapore like then? What has she told you, uh, your mum, Jean? Yeah, so mum, you know, very different to what we see today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was a uh, was this is like late forties, early fifties, right? Yeah, so this is probably nineteen fifty two, fifty three. Mum's arrived, thirteen years old. Singapore is obviously nothing like it is today. It's it's very much reminiscent to what a lot of people will call a classic kampong. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people living along the river because that's the main artery. Yeah. And uh, and you know, so mum came and attended a Chinese school, uh, all-girls Chinese school. Um, and, you know, she talks about a lot of segregation mm-hmm. in the community. So Chinese staying within themselves, mm-hmm. like the different ethnic yes. groups staying within themselves. Uh, colonial rule, obviously, so the British rule yes. at the point in time. Um, but, you know, rumblings in the community back then were starting up, obviously led by, you know, the late, and great Lee Kuan Yew mm-hmm. to, you know, it's time for us to really take control of our own destiny. Yeah, create the Singapore that we know today. Correct. So we're talking to Buntan, Managing Director at CST Tax Advisors. He is from Australia, but his mum was very much a part of Singapore's history in the 1950s and represented Singapore in basketball. Talk about that, about playing basketball for <laughs> Singapore. And this was the reason she used to come back regularly for reunions, right? Yeah. So, so at, uh, at the school that mum went to, she, uh, she excelled in sports. So outside of basketball, she actually did um, shot put and javelin mm. as well. And at one stage had the schoolgirls record for Singapore. Wow. Um, but she, her, her passion was basketball, uh, which is basically where I get my passion for basketball from, mm-hmm. except you know, skills didn't drop down to the next generation. <laughs> right, but in right. any case... Skip the generation. Skip maybe. the generation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but mum was, was the captain of the Singapore girls team back in the 50s at high school level. And, you know, and she's, she would tell stories about, you know, being able to... Everyone knew exactly where everyone was. Like, they were such a cohesive team that they didn't even have to look. They just threw the ball in that direction mm-hmm. and they knew that someone was there to take the shot. And as, as you pointed out, mum would come back regularly to to reconnect with them. And I've met a lot of the, the aunties that were part of mum's team and, mm. you know, gone and visit with mum when she's here. So it's, it's, it's great to see that after all those years, they're still, still connected. Yeah, the school was uh, Chunghua Girls High School in Bartley Road and the school is now Chonghua Secondary School in Serangoon, isn't it? Yeah, correct, correct. Mm. And um, probably about, I think, mum was up about four or five years ago for the centenary. Of the school. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, reconnecting not just with her basketball friends, but a wider portion of the school. Now, of course, she went to Australia, to Sydney, to continue her studies and went to the University of New South Wales. And that was where she met your father. Correct. Yep. So, So dad was, uh, dad, funnily enough, was also from Kotobaru. 
and went to Penang, went to a very famous uh, boys' school, Chongnim, in, in Penang, and directly after year 12 in Penang was admitted into UNSW, mm. uh, University of New South Wales in Sydney. Mum, after uh, finishing up at Zhonghua, was, uh, then went to Sydney to do one year of matriculation yep. and then got entry into uh, Uni of New South Wales and that's where they met. So they, they knew each other growing up, like they knew, sorry, they knew of each, each other, other right, yes. but they weren't in the same circle of friends. Now I'm intrigued because, uh, you know, I grew up in Sydney like you and when I was at uh, high school in the, in the 70s and, and primary school in the 60s, there weren't many uh, Southeast Asian Chinese. So how did they get to Australia and what other Southeast Asian Chinese, Malaysian and Singaporeans were there at that time? Yeah, so there, there was a very small po- population at that point in time. I, I think within the UNSW group, mum um, and dad knew them all. I think mm. there might have been at most two, two or three dozen of them all here at different levels from this part of the world. Mum's story is quite, quite funny, you know, interesting. Mm. She, so she, her uncle was working, or st- working in Sydney yeah. at the time, a doctor, um, and so mum was influenced to come to Australia. She she thought about Japan, she thought about Taiwan, but because of the relationship, ended up in in Sydney. Um, now, bearing in mind that this is 1958, um, she jumped on a probably a boat and from Singapore went down to Perth in Western Australia. Uh, did not speak a lick of English. Spent a day. Spent one night. In a local house. So Hokkien was her mother tongue? Hokkien was her mother tongue and Mandarin because she went to a Chinese girls' school. Um, and you're in white, you know, you're in an Australian community which is under the white Australia policy. Yeah, the white Australia policy, which mm. meant that it had to be a predominantly white uh, immigration policy. And that's why we saw a lot of Europeans Correct. In, the, in the 50s Correct. coming to Australia. Yeah, so mum's in Perth, stays with a landlady, Australian local lady. And the lady was kind enough to take her to the train station because she needed to get to Perth to Sydney, from Perth to Sydney. Back then, Jason, you probably know that train gauges weren't uniform in Australia at that point in time. And at the Western Australia, South Australian border, you actually needed to change trains because the gauge was different. Oh, okay. So the landlady, mum said the landlady just said, you get on this train, it will stop. You're not in Sydney, okay? <laughs> you have to change trains. Follow yeah. every, just yeah. follow people, mm. get on the next train. Your second stop is Sydney, all right? And you have to bear in mind, mum's got basically minimal understanding of English. So she literally got on the train when it stopped, followed people, got on the train, on the next train, on the different gauge, and then next stop, she's in Sydney. Mm-hmm. And that's how it all started for her. Wow. And sadly, your dad died when you were 10 years old in 1988. So that must have made your mum's life a lot more difficult. Yeah, yeah. So um, I remember at the time, Lisa almost basically just finished uh, her medical degree. That's your older sister. My older sister, yeah. Um, She had just finished her medical degree. So she was actually about to start an internship, um, not in Sydney, in Newcastle. Uh, which, as you know, is yeah, two hours, yeah, two hours uh, north. miles or 150 yeah. kilometers north of Sydney. So really, after Dad passed away, it was just me and Mum. And, uh, and it was, to a certain extent, like that for close to 30, you know, close to... Well, 20 years. 20, least, 25 yeah. years, yeah. right? With just me and Mum. And, you know, being 10, 
and and losing you know dad was my best friend mm. dad dad taught me carpentry dad taught me photography you know those my good friends all know I'm a keen photographer when I when I can get around to it yeah um so it was absolutely very hard and and you know I I tried to replace dad to a certain extent you know you're 10 years old you you're the last standing man in the house right mm. <laughs> so you know there I am at 10, 10 and a half years old, cutting a backyard, you know, trying to mow the lawn, right? <laughs> yeah, so you had to grow up quickly. We're talking to Boontan about his uh, rich family background with his mum, former national basketball captain of Singapore. And I mean, what kind of life do you think she's had uh, in Australia? And does she regret leaving Singapore, do you think? Look, I think she's, uh, I think to a certain extent, in terms of regrets, it may well be the fact that disconnection with her extended family mm-hmm. for so many years. Yeah. I mean, mum's been in Australia now for over 60 years. Wow. So she never came back. Never came back. Never came back, mm-hmm. you know. And if you think about how old she was when she left home, so home being Kotobaru, you know, she was 13. Mm-hmm. So it's been more than 70 years wow. since she's even been home, like so, lived yeah, at home. Her birthplace of Correct. Uh, Kelantan. Correct. Um, and, and, you know, mum was one of five siblings. Um, Dad was one of seven. So you get, you know, 12 siblings. And interestingly enough, they were the only two out of 12 to leave this part of the world. So all my extended family, are, you know, that are still alive, mm. uh, God bless them, are, are here based in either Singapore or Kotobaru or, or Trangano. Like I went to Trangano in November last year to visit my dad's sister, um, who at a sprightly age of 92, um, has no, is walking around, no medication, no walking wow. stick, had perfect eyesight. It's amazing, amazing. She's always been, you know, she used to be a seam, uh, she had her own tailoring mm-hmm. business in Kotobaru. So she used to have a team of about 25 making dresses, uh, I remember. So, so for you, I guess it's been like a full circle coming back to Singapore and working with um, CST tax advisors and also expat land. It must feel like it's meant to happen. Yeah, it it, it does. I mean, it, it was interesting because when I was 24, I, I, the, I spent a week up here and I was really interested in, in you know, I, I'd just become a chartered accountant. So I'd, I'd attain the top qualification in my profession and I thought, well, it's time, you know, I'm interested in working outside of Sydney and I just wasn't ready for it. And it was just by chance, you know, that when I joined CST in Sydney, they had an office of, uh, an office in Singapore and the joke was, uh, you know, when I joined, my partners were always, oh, you know, you should go to Singapore and I'm like, no, no, no. But the opportunity came and the timing was right and here I am. No regrets? No, no regrets at all. <laughs> Well, what a fascinating uh, family journey of Boon Tan, whose mum left uh, Kota Baru and also went to school in Singapore all those decades ago. Many thanks, Boon, for sharing your story here on Money FM, and we'll have you back soon to give some more tax advice as well. Thanks, Jason.